0: The San Jose Sharks figure out a way to lose in epic fashion? (laughs) Kako Kapanen playing out of his head? I don't know. We'll see after this. But first, if you want to be a part of the show and join the conversation with us, check us out across all of the social media platforms, that being the YouTube chat, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, and all the shenanigans on TikTok as well. (laughs) Check all of those links out and more at tealtownusa.com and support the podcast at Tealtown USA on the Vemos. We appreciate it. Your tax dollars go to work. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <operation>. <laughs> tax dollars
1: are we the government now
0: uh, well i mean i i don't know if if the government figures out how to uh lose in like the most epic of fashions with the least amount of time left then then perhaps we might be the government <laughs> uh i am joined by uh ian reed ian how are you doing this evening
1: I'm Ian Reid, and I approve this message.
0: <laughs> well, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, this game. So, I mean, starting off, um, didn't really have the greatest of feels going into it. Um, you know, the Vegas Golden Knights being a little bit on a on a roll coming out of the break, the much needed a break for them, because it seems like it's like the walking wounded over there. Um, yeah. But still, I mean, a dangerous team, nonetheless, with with a guy like Jack Eichel uh, on the ice. And Ian, I mean, in that first period, I I have no words besides pathetic, um, embarrassing, um, getting handed their lunch, um, being bullied on the schoolyard. um, And the only reason why, you know, they were even remotely... Able to be into this game was was Kockinen tonight. I mean, the goaltender stood on his head.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, Capo Kokkinen hasn't had the great season, but um, better late than never. I mean, he has come on of late. I've been pretty impressed with his play of late. Um, I don't know if I'm like completely back on the Kokkinen bandwagon, but I, I will give him credit where credit is due. He had a hell of a game tonight, and he's had a few of those of late. Um, definitely not his fault that the sharks, uh, squandered this one. I, I, I actually, I feel bad for him. Cause I think given the performance he had tonight, he probably deserved to win, which is reminiscent of how I felt about him last season, where I just felt like, you know, it was like, man, he was really good too bad. They didn't get the two points.
0: Yeah. And, and, and honestly, Ian, I mean, the team in that first period did him no favors at all. I mean, they they literally gave up scoring chance upon scoring chance upon dangerous scoring chance, and I mean yep. he had acrobatic saves first, second, and third period, and and to me, it's that that team, I mean, got physically manhandled in that first, um, and and really just was like a shrinking violet. I mean, I, I just it was pathetic. Yeah,
1: I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a great first period. I, I don't think that I mean, look at Vegas are a good team and the Sharks are not. <laughs> and that was on display in the first period. Um, But, I, you know, this game, uh, to, I'll give you credit, though, man. By the end of this game, like I was right into it where I wasn't really, you know, by the at the start of it, I was like, eh, whatever. Second period. OK, it's it's you know, they're in it. But, um, you know. They sure played with fire, giving Vegas, I don't know how many power plays, seven.
0: Yes, yeah, seven power like plays.
1: Something right? ridiculous like that. Um, So, I mean, they absolutely played with fire and managed to, for the most part, not get burned by it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, this game definitely got better as the game went on. Like I said, by the end of it, I was right into it. Like this, to me, is the perfect Sharks game because they were, they were in it till the very end. And then, you know, you lose it in the last minute and you don't get any loser points. You don't get any two points. I mean, if they had won this game, like, I'm never going to get mad at beating Vegas. Like, I don't I I understand that it doesn't help the tank, but I'm always going to enjoy a win over Vegas. But if you're going to lose, yeah, this is the way to do it. Be entertaining until the very last minute of the game and then blow it and no points. And, you know, and I was entertained like win, win, win.
0: Yeah, I I think I guess I'm just most upset for Kapokakinen because it was just literally his best game. I think I I, you know, they they had kind of played it a little bit up, but I I really do think it was one of his better showings tonight. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, I we had we had seen a couple of articles come out with Chang talking about a couple of um, other GMs around or other um, executives around the league saying that, you know, this is a guy that needs to work on his foundational skills or or needs to be working on on not being as aggressive and then becoming vulnerable to to the lateral attack um, and tonight this was a guy who knew when to pick his battles kind of knew when to hold back but you know knew when to challenge a shooter it seemed like his decision making was um, very quick and very decisive with what he wanted to do and where he wanted to front pucks um, and, and I think it allowed like his n- best attribute to shine through, which is which is his twitchiness. right? I mean, his reflexes are what, it, what is, makes him an appealing um, goaltender and, and one that you'd hope would, would try and battle for a, for a 1A slot
1: yeah and the other thing too is like the one thing that I do admire about w- Bo a lot, and this has been even when he's been bad, he doesn't really he never really gives up on a play like he's always he's always battling, and I l- love that about him um now again because like you said, you kind of highlighted um his his lateral game isn't particularly fantastic um you know you could uh i i I'm not gonna hang the last goal on him but but, you know, that is a thing where kind of highlighted what you said perfectly. It was a thing where he kind of got a little aggressive to the shooter and then it ended up being a pass and he wasn't able to get over. Now, obviously, his defense should absolutely bail him out at that point. Um, but I, it's it's I just I just thought it was good because I thought I highlighted what you said.
0: Yeah. No, I, I and appreciate you bouncing that off. I mean, we'll, we'll quickly. You know, you had mentioned a little bit earlier on on playing with fire, but the sharks,
1: Landy, Everyone says you're quiet. I don't know if you can see if you can turn right. yourself up.
0: Let's let's try that. Let's, <laughs> let's see if that works better. I just didn't want to peek into the microphone, but I digress. Um, going back into it, I mean, the sharks, like you had said, played with fire. Three power plays yeah. given to the Vegas Golden Knights in that first period. Um, Vegas power play looked really bad. I mean, this this looked like a team that is missing a Mark Stone out of it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it just looks off.
1: Yeah, I mean, Mark Stone's obviously such a a, a good player, as much as it pains me to, to say that. And Jack Eichel's a completely different player with him than without him. Um, and I, I still like Jack Eichel a lot. But, but when they were together this year, like, that has been... White, the nasty combination and and eichel's been a little cooled off without mark stone in the lineup um i'm curious to see you know what the golden knights do because this is a team where um you know they like to go for it they always want to go for it so i'm curious to see you know if if they do decide to elect to put mark stone on the long-term injured reserve if they do try to bring in a guy i just wonder if it would be a rental rather than um someone who would you know, with term left. Like I don't think Timo Meyer makes a lot of sense for him because you have to sign Timo Meyer to another, you know, to a new deal or sign have him sign his qualifying offer or what have you. And um yeah, so I mean I'm curious to I'm curious to see what they do because I think um they're always a fascinating team. They always they always seem to go for it. So I'm curious to see if they if they make a move. Like I wonder if they're at team that looks like at like let's say Patrick Kane for example I wonder if they could find a fit there
0: yeah and because Patrick Kane I mean he doesn't have too much time left on that deal Um, you know I think it's it's a a good pickup for a team like Vegas who has this you know short window I mean they keep extending it with all the trades that they make but um, relatively so you know it's 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 fleeting in the NHL and that's for sure so uh, you know, getting a, a high-end forward and uh, another high-end impact forward—it seems like they just trade them away. But still, um, yeah, a guy like Pat Kane—you know—could make sense for them and and really yeah. could help that power play. Yeah, and like I said, I'm,
1: I don't know. You know, like I—I I don't want to see Vegas do well, but they're always a fascinating team at deadline because they always seem to find ways to add. Um, I just, you know, can they add without having to just, you know, who's going to be the lucky? team to get a, a really good player next year for futures. You don't want to put, you know, they don't want to obviously put themselves in that situation um, too often.
0: Right. Well, going into the second period, uh, the Sharks would play a, a lot better of a game, I think. Um, I, going through in, like, I would say the first half of that first period, it looked like San Jose was still kind of skating through some mud. Um, but the latter half of, of the second period, the Sharks kind of picked it up. Um, and again, Capo really making making great saves um, and and allowing you know the Sharks to kind of hang around and hang around and you know Alexander Barabanov would get the Sharks on the on the board first um, and it would come only <laughs> it would come at seventeen oh four in the second period so only three minutes left in the period um, and the think. Sh- I think the sharks did a good job of weathering the initial part of the storm or. Yeah.
1: The, the golden Knights didn't have a shot on goal. I think until like, until like, I think there was like eight minutes left in the the second period before the golden Knights actually got a shot on goal. So um, I, the, I thought the sharks really came on in the second and obviously uh, Barbie got a really nice goal in Aiden Hill. Hill. Uh, and again, like Barbie's, you know, continues to, in my opinion, be, you know, kind of the 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 key to unlocking the offense a little bit because I feel like whatever wherever he is, everyone else is kind of better around him. Um so yeah, I mean, I'm happy for 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 Barbie to get another goal.
0: Yeah. And, and I think, you know, again, another one of those just kind of work ethic type goals and stuff and, and kind of staying around the net and, um, and being hungry um, for goals. So you like seeing that. And, you know, Couture and, and Vlasic would end up getting the assists there. So uh, the EK 65 point watch uh, does not get a point for this evening, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but I'm sure he'll just go off and have like a three. Right. Game. Yeah. It'll, it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, like like we had said, Sharks did a pretty good job um, in that second period of kind of initially kind of weathering, weathering and out. And, um, you know, I think we we're able to to play a, a fairly good game at the start of that third period. I liked their play. It, it, it seemed like, um, you know, it, it seemed like they were still continuing to generate chances. But I would say probably after the five minute mark in that third period, I don't know what what hit him If if Vegas kind of finally woke up and like, hey, we're losing to these, you know, to these bozos over here. But um, Paul Cotter would get his 11th of the season with Eichel getting the assist, um, and it come at 6:22 in the third. So from that point, I think you saw the pendulum swing back over to Vegas, and and I think that again, you know, we we had little bursts here and there. Um, but no real sustained pressure from the sharks after that point
1: yeah, I, I I would agree. I mean, obviously Vegas um they again, you don't wanna no one wants to lose ever, but I think obviously this is a team that they probably don't want to lose against just for a number of reasons. Um, these teams still don't really like each other very much. Yeah. Um, you can see that through the the play on the ice. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously look at, they, they know that they're a better team than this. They know that they should be taking care of the sharks. And obviously, you know, once they got that goal, what felt like forever, they just couldn't break through once they got that goal. Yeah. I, I think that definitely Vegas got some momentum. And from that point on, I mean, this was, this was an exciting game. I thought like, I was super into it by this point, because obviously it's, um, you know, it's a tie game and there, I thought there was like, obviously Cochranen had to do the bulk of the work, but I thought, you know, the Sharks, when they did get opportunities, um, they definitely, you know, they, they made it exciting. Um, I thought Kevin LeBanc had some really good, um, looks, uh, in the third period, um, finally skating with real players. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. I mean, or, or just not even riding the pine pony for Christ's right, sake. Right. Yeah. Um,
1: you know, and I, I th- I thought he sh- had a lot of energy and obviously look at, he's trying to you know climb back up the lineup so obviously he wants to he wants to perform well um yeah I don't know it it, it's a good uh it was it was a good game for him like I said this was an exciting third period I was right into it like this is the way that you want the games to go because like I want to be entertained until the end you know, and th- this game, for the most part, you know, the the Sharks hung in there. And as the game went, the, the game definitely got better. Um, and then, you know, no loser points. Um, you know, two points I wouldn't have been so upset with. A loser point probably would have annoyed me. So, you know, a perfect game.
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're getting uh, some reaction from the dressing room. Thank you so much, AJ, for um, uh, for for bringing those out for us. I'm just kind of starting to pre, pre-load them up here. 30 years, I've never seen a season like this. Uh, this is from David Quinn. Uh, we looked like a tired team. The schedule caught up to us. Disappointing in how we played the third. I mean... yeah. man man, a few words I guess um but you know it's 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 kind of concerning especially when you know we will we'll go into the the final goal here Mm -hmm. but the final goal with 16 seconds left William Carrier with his 15th of the season and Chandler Stevenson and Theodore uh, getting the assist but this one not only did we kind of highlight the lack of good lateral movement, yeah, but, but this what is on the Nick hell? What the hell is Nick Benino doing? Right,
1: yeah. and that's and that's the thing, right? Like we can we can talk about Coughlin and, um, you know, talk. I just thought it was interesting how you brought up the the lateral movement and everything, but but at the end of the day, like that's Nick Benino's guy, and he was nowhere near him, and then. You know, and then he takes a ten minute misconduct at the end of things. he took it out on the ref, I guess. right. Um, I mean, obviously, look at i if i if I'm the sharks and ha- with how many uh, power plays the the golden Knights had, like i'm probably I, I understand how they're a little heated at this point. Um, probably being a little upset. I think there was. There was some good calls there, but
0: I think there was some soft calls too. Um, I mean, shit. At that rate, though, Ian, we could have given them ten, and they still wouldn't score. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I mean, it's like, oh, I don't understand where Nick Benino can can get off get off on the official there, and, and maybe he's upset with the way that they dropped oh, I think, the puck. Or... No,
1: I think I think it's just because again, like the the power plays were super lopsided one direction. Um, Now, again, if you want to have, you know, if you want to get power plays, have the puck. That helps. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I'd be curious to see why he went off, but obviously he's not going to tell us. And so we have to just, I just assume it's because he feels that obviously there's so many calls that went in Vegas's favor that uh, probably look it's a frustrating way to lose a game. I mean, if, yeah. if for me and you, we can come on here and be like, yeah, they lost and the game was entertaining until the very end. And this is great because, you know, um, because other teams have picked up points and we need the Sharks to stop doing that. Um, but I think for them, like guys in the heat of the moment that oh, lose yeah. a I mean, game like still, that, like that's, that's it. Yeah, that's a
0: kick in the nuts. Like for them, that's a kick in the nuts for me. I don't care. I'm, this is great. <laughs> no, I mean, but you're absolutely right. I mean, one, you you, you think, you know, because Nikki is more of a defensive player anyways, right? He's a defensive forward. And, and so, you know, he feels like he probably let Capo down there. I mean, Capo had such a great game tonight and and he would uh, have 36 of 38 uh, saved tonight. So 36 saves yeah. on on. 38 shots um and good for 947 so honestly doing yeoman's work there um but yeah i mean to 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 sum it up i mean it was nick manio's man that just got lost in the corner and yeah rough rough way to lose a game um but like you had said i think if we're we're being truthful with ourselves we know where this team is at and this team does need to to lose a little bit more ground in order to, you know, try to get a, a, a good shiny piece in the draft. Um, and I think we've kind of all kind of accepted that reality at this point. Right. Yeah. At least we, I hope we, we have know the score. I hope <laughs> like, I, yeah, if, if you don't know the score at this point, I mean, I don't know what to tell you <laughs> <laughs> uh, or the standings either. Mm. Um, Cause you know, that one's, that one's kind of rough to look at right now, but
1: yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, they, they say they're tired. I'm tired.
0: <laughs> and like we had talked about before, I mean, this losing has done nothing to sharpen our skills as far as podcasting afterwards.
1: Nah, no. no, I'm still the same. It's made me <laughs> worse. I Like, the last show I did with the podcast, I'm just like, after the show, I was just like, oh, that just was terrible. And I wasn't even like, I don't even think it was that bad, but I'm just like. I feel like all I did was just like rehash the talking points that I made on like the previous four shows. (laughs) So I'm just like, fuck, like when when I, when I was talking to hockey jerk about it, I said this, what I said to him was, uh, I'm like, I don't know, man, I don't know what happened. I just feel like, I I had nothing to say and I just like went to my Jones rant because like for a while there it was just like I don't know I don't have anything to say left about this team everything's terrible but Martin Jones sure sucks and I can tell you why <laughs> passionately
0: um yeah I just felt like it was one of those shows yeah um uh, Quinn breaking down a little bit more and talking about. The officiating, I don't want to go down that path, but you'd be our first to find a game where one team takes seven penalties, the other takes one. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I'd like
1: to look at the, I, I'd like to see the, um, I'd like to see the fancy stats for this game. Cause again, like the one thing that I'll always say, right, is like if you want to draw penalties, have the puck. And I'm just, I don't know. I'd like to see what the possession numbers look like.
0: Well, the face-off numbers were not great. Uh, <laughs> no. The, the Sharks would win 35% of the face-offs uh, tonight. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, again, I think if Kakinen wasn't in goal tonight and you had <laughs> you had Aaron Dell out there, um, this game was probably Aaron like— was good in the game he played, though. Like, he wasn't bad. True that, but some of those saves were yeah. Cockney made some yeah, some some ridiculous saves tonight for sure. Like uh, all I have to say is the belly flop with the, the <laughs> with, blocker. Yeah, with the blocker still ridiculous. up. Ridiculous. Yeah, like what? What? I mean, it gave me shades of um, of the scorpion, you know, anti-DME scorpion. Oh, oh, those Detroit. Sharks games were, were so good with Pavel Datsuk in the in the shootout uh, see and this is why you shouldn't get rid of it but that's that's another uh, another conversation for another night Ian I mean this kind of wraps up this game but um. still a lot of coals uh, in the um, hot stove <laughs> uh, and a lot of them swirling around San Jose uh, another article coming out today saying that no teams have engaged with extension talks on Timo yet but the team is allowing others to talk to the agent so that's a, yeah so that's that's interesting Um. right yeah
1: I just I don't want Timo to go, but I just feel like if they're gonna make trades, they better start like if they trade Timo, then they should trade Carlson. And this is and this has kind of been my my talking point that I'm gonna just start repeating every show until they fucking do something. Um I feel like if you're gonna trade one you should just trade both at that point. Like if especially if you're trading Carlson, then you should absolutely trade Timo Meyer at that point because I feel like the dead cap you're going to end up with Eric Carlson. It doesn't make sense to keep Timo at that point. I don't know. I'm sure other people will disagree with me, and, and that's fine. I respect that. But in my opinion, like if you're, I feel like if you're going to trade one, trade both.
0: Yeah, and and I agree with you. And and the other thing that I'm kind of starting to come around on just just a tad, um, this talk of of an Evan Bouchard being Put back in the in the trade discussion with with San Jose for for potential Eric Carlson to the Oilers scenario.
1: Yeah, I, I I mean the Oilers definitely have some I think some intriguing pieces and and again like I think I like Eric Carlson a lot um, and that I've never made any secret about that on this show. And he's
0: playing um, like a superstar right
1: now, right? And he's playing like a superstar right now, but like I still I'm still i still find it a little bit wild that like i understand he's playing really well this year and you know i would want this eric carlson my team but i also remember the last three years um so i'm surprised that the chatter has seemed to be as loud as it is because coming like coming up to this point i'm just like eric carlson getting traded get the fuck out of here <laughs> <laughs> like this shit's not happening
0: um uh, but I, apparently if if you're one for for tsn rumors um the the forwards from edmonton has asked for a puck moving defenseman yeah yeah i mean and eric carlson definitely uh fits that bill um
1: look look at if i understand that i understand edmonton being interested um I just man, it's just to me like as as good as Eric Carlson's been this year, man. It's still to me, it's still buyer beware a little bit here, though, isn't it?
0: Oh, I oh, I, I totally agree. I mean, if if you're if you're able to somehow finagle him for o- and keeping only eighteen to twenty percent of the hit, Oh, uh, it's going
1: to be like four to five million, though.
0: I mean, I don't know. I mean, a uh, uh, a couple of uh, an Evan Bouchard and a and a kind of together, uh, I, I might make me make me bat an eyelash or, or two at that.
1: I like rv but at the same time, like I just Um, I don't know. Like again, like I think if you're doing this, you're not doing this to be immediately better. I just I just can't see rv surviving under David Quinn.
0: Yeah, that's true. I guess I just I keep wanting to get uh some more forwards to pair up with Eki and boards
1: they need the fucking defensemen, is what they need.
0: <laughs> well, they, well, let's be real. They they need to to overhaul. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, and you probably like you're probably taking
1: uh, Edmonton. You're probably taking back um what Tyson Berry back in that trade. Yeah. I would Im- imagine. Um, not that again. That which that should excite anybody, but
0: like it, you know, it's it's definitely a body. Right. Right. And like you had said, I mean, this this team is playing Jacob McDonald for sake and um yeah nick big
1: Chishe- has been okay um
0: oh i mean he, he's been he's been
1: he's been for what he is like he i think he's been fine um i mean like again you know it, it, this team is what it is at this point yeah uh, i'm not gonna get too mad at like seventh defenseman playing like seventh defenseman
0: <laughs> true that true that but i will say this though I will be mad if Kevin Lebank is on this roster come trade deadline because he is just rotting here. I mean, and and I wonder I wonder if if he doesn't make it, I mean, could he be one to be out of the league? Because if he can't make it on the Sharks, I mean, could, would would another team want to take a chance on you? I mean, who are we talking about, sorry? Kevin Lebank. Oh, Kevin Lebank. Um I think he's on thinner, thin ice.
1: Kevin LeBanc's a tricky one, right? Because while I don't think his usage has been particularly good, I also have to ask the question, what is going on for this to be the third coach that this has happened with Kevin LeBanc? Like, you have to at least ask that question. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I'm I, asking if I mean could he be out of a job because of how he's gone? No, I
1: think someone. I just look at. I think the problem with with Kevin LeBanc, in my opinion, is that with the cap not moving, these five million dollar good players are what are just killing teams right now. Yeah. It's not. It's not Connor McDavid's bajillion dollar contract because. He's worth all that money, right? It's the it's the good players, not elite good players making five million around five million dollars. I think that's what's hurting a lot of teams right now.
0: Right, right. And and I think you'd put the put the nail in the head on that one with the with the cap and, and kind of the stagnation. And I guess we'll 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 end it on this, Ian, with this last little topic. Um Valley sports and the RSNs and I don't think that this is getting enough enough airtime from enough places but um, they're looking like they're going into bankruptcy yeah so me and Puck I did talk about this a couple
1: weeks ago um I, I think the, the thing is is like I don't think anyone wants to be super everyone's trying not to be super hysterical about this and I think that's the right thing because so far um the, they they did miss a payment to their creditors but so far, from what I've read, they have made all their payments to the, the all all their payments for RSN coverage has have been made. So but obviously with the with the bankruptcy coming, once they go into bankruptcy protection, they could weasel their way out of some markets, probably. Um if it comes to that. And that's why a lot of leagues are sitting down to discuss this right now, because obviously uh, a lot of teams, a lot of leagues you know live and die by their r s n coverage for team revenue right um so I mean, so far, everyone's gotten their money um but I think this is something that I don't think we have to worry about this season. I think if they do go into chapter eleven and it gets into the summer, I think that's when you have to start wondering what's gonna happen, right um, as far as what are teams gonna do to um you know get basically get their games on the air. And I think the problem is is that um with people with more people watching things online and watching things through streaming that RSNs are kind of, kind of a, you know, it's kind of a dated model. And I think the NHL really needs to do something about it um, to the point where, you know, like they, they need to figure this out. Because I think the RSN model, especially the NHL's RSN model, where you have like regional blackouts and you know everything else, they need to they need to sort that out. Because a lot of people are tired of paying, you know, big money for these channels and then not being always able to watch the games they want to watch. Um, so I think that's definitely an issue.
0: Yeah, and, and the only reason why I bring it up is because MLB came out today with uh, mm-hmm. contingency plans on. On what exactly they're going to be doing in in case the RSNs do um, fizzle out, Um, and then I think also their payments are going to be coming due here soon too, because we're we're almost about to start spring training for baseball. So yeah, there's a lot of there is a lot of uh, working parts to this. Um, Of course, you know it's such a big it's such a lot of money at stake, and it's such a, a a big. Rich um, portfolio to have a lot of sports that I don't think that they'll they'll be looking for long for more revenue. I mean, because I Mm -hmm. think today in today's day and age, I think sports is one of the safer investments you can make, um, because especially with how team values are going up and up and up. So. Uh, but I do agree the streaming model needs the, – the RSNs need to adapt better to the streaming model and need to either start offering their channels uh, as a standalone app per RSN or needs to figure out how to, um, you know, revenue share and pull resources together if they want to get in bed with, with I think, ESPN. honestly,
1: I would like – if I was an NHL team, I would just do it myself. And I would, you know, I don't know. It, the, the problem is, right, is like there are still people that watch on TV, so you don't want to completely screw over your TV viewing audience. But like I would if I was the team, like I, if I was one of these teams, especially one in the Bali sports, like I would be starting to figure out how can I do the production and then have, you know, and make the money directly. That gets tricky when you have obviously you don't want to completely take your team off television. but I mean, you know, if if this RSN thing gets really nasty, I don't think there's anyone coming in to bail Bali Sports because, you know, Fox Sports before that was in trouble when they were trying to spin off that business. So I don't think there's I don't think there's another television thing that's going to see how Bali Sports paid all this money for these Fox RSNs and how they kind of failed to make any money off of it. There's no one coming to the rescue. That's the scary thing
0: besides you know besides creditors looking to, to pay bottom dollar um, yeah. so yeah it's it, it'll be interesting to see kind of how that affects the hockey related revenue at the end of the year and we we tally up what the cap is going to do i personally think it's going to be a stagnant cap i don't think we'll see any movement this year um mm-hmm. gary bettman uh, strikes me as a very conservative um a very conservative president of of the nhl and um Again, I, I just I, I think that this hasn't I mean, you we've talked about it, but I don't think mm-hmm. at, at the national level, it really has gotten a lot of traction. So, um, again, if, if you're wondering why the cap isn't going up, just take a look at, at what's going on, on in the background for regional sports. Um, and I mean, I, I think that that's really where we're going to end it here tonight. Ian, um, I want to give you uh, your final thoughts and where the people can find you and uh, what what you're up to next. Um, what am I up to next?
1: Uh, I am, I don't know, I'm doing all this stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm doing all the stuff that I normally do. Um, uh, the Barracuda play this weekend, I'm sure that I will be doing that. I think I don't know, I gotta check my work schedule to make sure that I don't have to be up too early in the morning. Um, other <laughs> than that, though, I mean, obviously, you can find me here a lot. Um, and I do have a couple more games coming up. Um, where I'll be here. Other than that, you can follow me at Ian Blogs Hockey on Twitter. I don't do a whole lot on Twitter uh, these days, but um, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, you know where to find me. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, final thoughts. Um, obviously I think this RSN stuff is, is scary, but I don't think it should be like, I don't, I think there's a lot of, I, I, I think we should let this play out a little bit before you just like jump to the conclusions that the NHL is doomed and everyone's going to suck and the cap is never going up again. Um, we should probably let that play out. Um, But yeah, other than that, when the sharks do good, it's good. And when the sharks do okay and make it entertaining and then lose in the last minute, that's great too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. I think I'll echo those sentiments for my final thoughts as well. Um, You know, it's, it's good to see them playing in low scoring games um, and, and, you know, again, not going to overtime and giving, you know, a, a point away and stuff. I think, especially when it comes to trying to get yourself a better position for the draft the team needs. To yeah. I'm out. sad that I didn't
1: get to see the, the segment with uh, Nick Nolan Cause obviously I had to watch the Vegas feed because again, why make things good when you can make them expensive and less good. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, also if you do, um, if you want to see just like the most ridiculous overtime shift ever, Um, go on the TL10 account and find uh, Daniel Gushkin's um, overtime shift where he basically put the whole team on his back and won the game for the Barracuda.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And you can find me at Eric Landy using my first name, Eric Landy. That's my last name across all the social media garbage. In case you missed us and you want to check us out again, check us out on the YouTube Rewind or your podcast of choice. That being the Apple podcast Store, Google play store, soundcloud spotify TuneIn, iheart audacity and of course always at the website tealtownusa.com so for ian and the whole team we thank you for joining us and uh appreciate all the likes and subscribes and uh we'll catch you after the next game so keep it real keep it teal keep it real teal and thank you everybody and have a great night